hey there high school students we have our very first topic I have been asked to talk about dating well dating is such a controversial subject and can I just give you a little disclaimer up front is to first have a conversation with your parents about what they want for your life so for example if your parents don't care if you date then I want you to listen to what I have to say and consider it if they say you're absolutely not going to date then anything that I have to say doesn't matter because you are to obey your parents before you obey me I'm not your dad and definitely not your mom right so talk to your parents and find out what they have to say about the topic okay now let me just start I'll give you my opinion all right and I'm entitled to an opinion as you're entitled to an opinion before you decide should you date in high school or not I think that you should just consider where you're at in life and what's most important in life okay so for example you're in high school you're doing schoolwork your relationship with God should be first and foremost and then your schoolwork and your family and all that stuff right typically what I find with most students is they've got so many things in their life they don't have time to really give attention to any one of those things that they need to give to it and so something is going to be left behind or something is going to fail the last thing that you want to fail is your relationship with God that's why that has to be first and foremost and you have to make sure that that's a priority that's priority number one it's not God is one on a list of ten God is one on a list of one now we can make our list of one to ten other important things that we focus on and so right now in high school you know I always ask students are you getting married anytime soon the answer is always no so then be careful about how much time and energy you're gonna put into dating here's another question you can ask yourself why do you want to date if your answer is because I'm lonely <clears throat> wrong answer if your answer is because everyone else is doing it <clears throat> wrong answer right I mean your parents have maybe asked you this question if everybody else was jumping off a bridge would you do it to which you might answer depends on how high the bridge is and is there water beneath or is it sharp jagged rocks okay we're thinking too hard into the question your mom and dad are asking you a question about going with the flow are you going to go with the flow of what everybody else is doing or do you want to glorify God I think that's the real question right so it's just my opinion but high school time of life is a really difficult time to start a relationship if you do I mean I think there's good ways a lot of students have had relationships with others in high school and I think that that's best accomplished by being friends you know I've asked my children to tell me if there's somebody that they like I can't make them not like people so you might like somebody you might think wow I I really would like to date them someday or I'd like to date them right now but what do you actually know about that person do you have things in common do you have the same priorities so think about what is the purpose of dating 
and when is the right time to start dating, okay? So number one, what is the purpose of dating? Now we use the word dating in our culture. Other cultures have used different terminology. And so just for the argument's sake, our culture uses the word dating. And really what it means is for one person to go out with another person of the opposite sex on a date, it just is a one-time event where you're finding out things about each other, okay? Like, do we like the same kinds of movies? Do we like the same kind of music? Uh, do we both want God in our lives to be a priority? Those sorts of things, right? And then if you continue that on, then you would probably get into the process of what we call dating, right? Where you and another person are what we call mutually exclusive. Now, other cultures have called it courting. Courting in, and dating, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, should have the same goal. And that is to find out who I'm compatible with to actually be married. Because that's the end goal of dating. Dating isn't just something you do because you're bored, right? Dating is finding out what do I want in a spouse? Obviously, aside from what the biblical model is, like what does the Bible say about marriage? We get that in Ephesians chapter 5, right? For example, we're told in Proverbs 31 what a woman should be. We're told all throughout the Proverbs what a guy should be. So there's enough in the Bible to give us that, but then there's things that it doesn't give us, like, you know, types of movies or music or hobbies or how many children you want. So for example, there might be a student that says, I want six children. And then there's another another student that says, well, I only want three children. Well, I don't think that the person with three children should get married to the person who has or wants six children. I think that they need to match up and make sure that they want the same thing. So that's important to talk about those sorts of things when you're in this process, okay? So again, courting is a terminology that has been used in the past. It's not something that's used commonly in our culture. There are people who talk about courting and want a courtship type relationship, but don't get hung up on the terminology. I think it's important that you lay out what it is you're looking for and what it is that you want and you can have a conversation with another person about it. But if someone comes along and says, oh, are you dating? No, we're courting. You know, I don't think you should get too dogmatic about that. So just be careful. Now, when should you date? I think that you should date when you really have the time to get to know somebody in that way. So for example, if you're taking all AP classes and you're involved in sports and you're finding it difficult to maintain your walk with God, I don't think that's a good time to start dating. Because if you do, you're going to give all your time and your energy to the other person, and that time with God is going to be gone, whatever little time you do have. So again, it comes down to priority, and what do I have time for? And listen, I understand the feeling of loneliness. I get that. Like I remember being in high school and feeling lonely. I remember actually being in high school and thinking, I'm never going to get married. I don't think anybody wants to be with me. I remember that kind of thinking. But let me just tell you that where I am now looking back, I can, if I could go back and tell myself, Shadrach, relax. Okay. You're going to get married someday. 
You can have a beautiful wife and you can have four beautiful children. Just calm down. Because I remember it, seeing every girl and being like, oh, maybe I could date her. You know, maybe I could date her. Because when I was in high school, for example, I wasn't a believer in high school. I went to public high school. And I, and I remember all the students around me that had boyfriends or girlfriends. And I could see couples and thinking, gosh, I just wish I had somebody. You know, and that feeling of just wanting to be that. But listen. If you're listening to this, I, I'm guessing you're listening to it because you care about your walk with Jesus and you want to do what's right. So just remember this, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. Okay, so take a deep breath and trust that God has a person for you and that time will come when it's the right time. But listen, if you try to kickstart this, and find somebody in your own time, in your own way, then you're going to get what you can get. But if you wait for what God has, let me tell you, waiting for what God has, you'll never be disappointed. I can tell you that all of those decisions I made to date early on, I mean, they, they did help to some extent formulate what I wanted and what I didn't want in a spouse. But I can tell you that not one of them was necessarily worth the time. When God brought me my wife, Melissa, I can tell you there's nothing better. So when God's in it, it's an absolute blessing. When it's just something in our flesh, it can be an awful curse. And listen, I on the other end now, I mean, we do a lot of marriage counseling with people who've married others because they got married for the wrong reasons. And quite honestly, what's the number one reason do you think most people get married? It always starts with a physical attraction and immediately moves towards a physical relationship. And by that, I mean sexual. And if that's not the case, let's say it's two Christians and they're not having sex, but that they really want that. And I've seen this even in teenagers that started dating and found a person. They, they're like, I'm going to get married. And they got married right out of high school, only to find out literally months after they got married, if even that long, that they married the wrong person. Why? Because they had one thing in mind, and that was the physical aspect. They didn't think past that. So do yourself a favor. Slow down. Take a deep breath. Pray and ask God to give you the ability in this area to be content. Listen, if you're single, be content with your singleness. Now, another part of the question came, what do I do? If I've been broken up with or dumped or I finally worked up the courage to ask the person and they said no. Well, can I just say this? Be thankful. Be thankful because that could have saved you a lot of heartache. Okay. You could have inadvertently married the wrong person or been with the wrong person for a long period of time only to live and regret it. And I get the emotion and I get the hurt and the pain that will pass. But I, I think it's important that in the future, you move a little slower. Listen, be careful to give your heart away, especially you young ladies. Be so careful to give your heart away. You got to guard your heart. Okay. And listen, as a dad, if, if young lady, you don't have a dad that's speaking into your life or your dad's not a part of your life. Be careful that you don't look for what you're missing with your dad, your earthly father, and try to find that in another young man. 
there are some young boys out there that know how to take advantage of that. And so you've got to be careful to guard your heart, okay? But listen, be patient and wait for the right time. Look, there are plenty of what we would say fish in the sea, okay, when it comes to dating and relationships. But know this, that that time is going to come. Now, one other aspect of this, okay, if you have a Bible or if you just want to write this down, write down this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. It says, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? I often find that students will only ask enough questions until they hear what they want to hear. And then, okay, that's good. I've heard what I want to hear. And now I'm moving on. So when it comes to, you know, is this other person a believer? Right? Because we're like, okay, I can't date somebody that's not a Christian. And so you ask this general question. You say, do you believe in God? And they're like, oh, and you're like, okay, good enough for me. Let's date. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold your horses. They have not indicated that they are a child of God or that they even understand what that means. Okay? Remember, Jesus said in John 3, in order to see the kingdom of God, we've got to be born again. If a person isn't born again and you are born again, the last thing you want to do is hit your wagon to an unbeliever. Trust me. I've spoken to countless married, especially women, who so regret, and men, that so regret having married a non-believer. Now, it's one thing if two people are unbelievers, and then after they get married, one of them becomes a believer. That's a completely different scenario. But for a person who's a child of God, who's born again, to marry somebody who is not born again, you are only setting yourself up for disaster. Think about it. Someday you're going to raise children. This is where you're going to really have problems. Someday you're going to want to go to church and your spouse is going to say, I forbid you. I mean, think of how hard that would be. I know people who have married people of other faith. Uh, there's someone that lives in my neighborhood that married a person who is a Catholic and they want to go to, as a matter of fact, they want to go to our church. And the husband said, we are going to raise our children as Catholics. And so that's two differences of opinion. And this, listen, it's really hard to live with that once it's done. So before you get there, determine what it is that you want. And maybe you should write it down. Write down what you're looking for in a spouse. Write down what's most important to you. And listen, when you begin to date, when it's the right time, look for those qualities. And when you recognize early on, gosh, they have none of those qualities that I'm looking for. And by the way, I don't mean a list of perfection. I want them to be, if, if you're a young girl, I want the man to be six foot one. I want him to have, you know, a chiseled body and uh, perfect hair. You know, you're basically describing Superman, for example. And then every guy that comes along, you know, you have this image in your mind of what he's supposed to look like and he doesn't meet it. So then you never get married and you find yourself, you know, 35 years old, not ever having been married because you had this list that was of perfection that you never found. And that can go for the guys as well. I'm looking for this girl with, you know, long flowing blonde hair and this shade of blue eyes and that and the other and, and just take those sorts of lists and throw them away. What I mean by a list is... First and foremost, 
for example, when I was looking for a spouse and what I found in Melissa, and, and this was literally one of the things I said to God, it's probably one of the only things I said to God. Okay, I said, God, when I meet the woman that you have for me, number one, she's already going to be serving in ministry. Okay, that was number one, and it was a non-negotiable. So when I met Melissa and started to talk to her, that was one of my very first questions was, do you serve in ministry? And she said, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Answered number one. Ding. We can get married. No, I'm just kidding. I had more than that, right? But in reality, I had a very short list and it was was nothing of perfection. It was all biblical things. I wanted a woman who feared the Lord. I wanted a woman that wanted children. I wanted a woman that wanted to be married and wanted to serve God with her life. I mean, I think that was the extent of my list, but she met all those qualities and more. And let me tell you, over the years, she's only developed in her character and her godliness even greater that it so far passes that little list that I had so many years ago. Now, we've been married 22 years this year. And let me tell you, when you do it God's way, there is no regrets. You will be thankful. So again, have a little list, but not of perfection and ask questions up front. And here's the biggest thing as we conclude. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Listen, maybe your parents don't care if you date. I know that that's the case with a lot of students, but you should care and you should have a plan. That's what this is all about, right? When should you date? Who should you date? Drawing boundaries of actually going on dates and all that stuff. You have to have a plan. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And don't forget, get your parents involved. Even if they've never had the discussion with you, get them involved. Listen to what they have to say. If they don't have any solid advice for you, then I pray that you take what I've given you and that you plan to ask questions, to determine when's going to be the best time for you to date and who you should date. So with all that said, remember, guard your heart. Proverbs 4.23 says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Listen, I hope that this podcast has helped you and I pray that God would give you direction and guidance as you seek his face. May the Lord richly bless your day. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.